0: Sports radio. Anybody want a sandwich? Saturday on Fox. Watch Reggie Bush, Coach Stoops, and the rest of the Big Noon Kickoff crew live from Madison, Wisconsin, as they preview the day's biggest college football matchups. Catch them at 10 a.m. Eastern on Fox and the Fox Sports App.
1: Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local, experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach, Rustin, Monroe, ninety-seven point seven.
0: It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762.
2: Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Welcome in to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC Beckhane's John Tabor here live at the Sports Talk 97.7 studios. Of course, you can get us on the hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. Catch on our Facebook page as well, Sports Talk 97.7. Beck Haynes, be honest with you for a minute, wasn't pretty, but it feels a whole lot better coming in after a, after a win versus a loss. Yeah,
3: You're right, Ben, and I, I give coaches a hard time for saying they would take a, you a, do. a, a, a 6-0 victory as long as it's a W. I kind of felt that way leaving the Joe the other day.
2: Did it feel a lot better coming in after the Hail Mary or after a 24-17 win that resulted in 82 total yards and zero points in the second half. Oh,
3: yeah, there's a lot to work on. I think the 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 blow of having your backup quarterbacks in gives you oh. a little bit of a buffer. Gives you a buffer.
2: It does give you a little buffer, but how you, about that hey, one?
3: We love an excuse, Ben, and we were able to use that as an excuse this week. Ah, we won with our backups. Oh. I think any coach is happy with that.
2: Shout out to our boy Smoke Harris, Louisiana Sports Writers Association Co Special Teams Player of the Week, of course. Little chicken nugget, Smoke Harris had a sixty-seven-yard punt return.
3: Yeah, a little disappointing. He didn't finish it off. Get,
2: pulled up, pulled the brakes a little early, did he? Uh, did you see him pull the brakes on the old punt, or He hey, uh, ended up sitting on his butt. He, he might be. Uh, he might I'm
3: surprised he wasn't carded off, Ben. Because <laughs> uh, you know how that goes. Both these ankles days.
2: look broken. Of course, Louisiana Tech twenty-four, North Texas seventeen. Bulldogs now two and two overall, one and zero in conference USA play. All that matters. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting today. Uh, Skip was talking about obviously you're playing with a you're playing with your backup quarterbacks. We'll get into the Austin Kendall situation here in a minute, but you're playing with your backup quarterbacks. Um, he he's, he said he was pre, he was pretty blunt about it, and I thought this was interesting. He said, "Listen, we came out hot. We scored 24 points in the first half, uh, 206 total yards. Really, the team was the team was ready to go, especially in that first quarter. I think we can agree with that." But he said, you know, you get into the second half, penalties. I know Aaron Allen had a fumble. JD Head was knocked out of the game due to injury. Had the block punt as well. Had the muff reverse where they tried to reverse it to Bub means. There's a lot of things that went wrong in that second half. And Skip said, he said, I'll be honest and I'll take the blame for it. He said, but when we started making some of those mistakes, I wasn't going to throw the ball 55 times yeah. with a backup quarterback. I understood that my defense was allowing three point seven yards of play, and I I was willing to win the football game with them as ugly as it might be. And listen, it's not the most. That wasn't the most aesthetically pr- pretty. It's a big word. Ta- pleasing Take to the eyes. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah, it was tough to get it out. It wasn't pleasing to the eyes. But like we said, it's a win. And like after the first three weeks, I could have used a win. Right.
3: And I you know I'm conflicted about this, Ben, because I don't want to be that guy that flip-flops on the radio. You know, people can that, not screenshot, but they can record, you know. Uh listening quit. audience probably used to yeah. it by now for you. So, so there was like you said, sloppy tons of mistakes. Kindle got K- Kindle got declared not playing pretty late.
2: Uh yeah, Friday afternoon. Friday
3: afternoon. Not a lot of time for medical reasons. Medical reason. Not a lot of time for JD and Aaron, to get the full experience of knowing they're going to start all week long. Is that, uh, is that right or wrong?
2: Try uh, didn't get one first-team rep all week. That's what I'm saying. Yes. So,
3: now, when they came out strong, we talk all the time about the first couple plays being script, like, scripted. Yeah, that yeah. helps.
2: Zero, zero down. When you yes. run
3: through those more than any other plays in your playbook that week, it helps. You have some I confidence. Agree. So, I think we saw that early. In the first two drives Aaron Allen had, it beautiful. Kind of. They were ended in touchdowns. He still, I mean, I wouldn't, he didn't leave the field. I'd be like, oh, dang, wow, he's playing amazing. No. Still
2: missed some throws, but got it done. No, I Out, agree. Running game helped him a ton. I agree. Especially those first two drives. Marcus Williams had the 42 yard touchdown run. Um, you know, and going back to the Austin Kendall situation, and, and Tabes and Kramer and I were on the postgame show. And listen, I understand, I, I completely understand the importance of of not only developing your players, but developing your quarterback as well. Not only Austin Kendall, but J.D. Head, Aaron Allen, Caleb Holstein. Heck, Luke Anthony's still on the roster as well, although he's injured. But at the same time, I do think that in a game like this, you, you did score 21 points in the first quarter. You were up 24 nothing at one point. But I also think you understand, as you get into the second, the third, the fourth quarter's, you understand the impact of a difference maker at the quarterback position. Oh, my gosh. And it allows you to see, and I'm not saying just Austin Kendall, but it allows you to see how good he is for this offense and how much he means to this offense.
3: I think we've seen that every year, even with yeah. Jamar. and you know, Last year was a little bit of a different type yeah, of Yeah, just because of COVID and we, you know, we had injuries. But, yeah, it makes a huge difference. And, and I can't imagine as a coach you're just immediately handicapped in this situation, yeah. immediately, like, the things that you have been thinking for weeks, you can't do, or you don't no. feel confidence in doing. And you, we felt the shift, and we feel that we felt it just about every game for Tech this season. The shift into, oh boy, here we go. You Can know, we and, get to the finish line? Can we get to the finish line? And I, and I didn't have doubts that we would get there this week. Yeah, I uh, thought we would win. The I mean, game. but North Texas was bad. Oh, yeah. they were, were bad. zero down. They're yeah. awful. Now I'm sure the defense is like finally, like the top. The last three games we played some really good offenses. Yeah, like finally. And the defense, I think, I tweeted after the game, I think they
2: carried us this week. I thought it was real interesting. Today, Skip talked about, in the press conference, he mentioned, obviously you'd played Mississippi State, you'd played Southeastern, you'd played SMU, three offenses that center their offensive philosophy around chunking the ball all over the field. He said this David Blackwell scheme, defensively, is geared towards stopping the run. And, do you want to give that information up? Now, listen, if you're an average football coach, I assume you could. You'd watch the film that. and yeah, know that. You know okay, i okay, okay, Like, sure. I assume you could. But at the same time, I thought it was an interesting comment. Not that I disagree with him, but that that as a defensive coordinator, you scheme for stopping the run or stopping the pass. You know what I'm saying? Like you're talking about like not like I'm not necessarily adjustment? surprised by it. I'm just saying like. My scheme is centered for stopping the run. You know what I'm saying? Well, like,
3: how much of that, I mean, how much is that is recruiting? Like, the guys that you equip?
2: Some of it, I guess.
3: So, is he looking at Conference USA as a whole and saying, hey, we our best stop bet the is run. stopping the run? I, that's what I want. It's gotta be. That's my who's question. Who's slinging it around in Conference USA? There's not a lot. Tell you who ain't. Jack Abraham.
2: Ah, yep. Yep. He's Father not. Abraham ain't. Father Abraham but, ain't. But, I mean, that's gotta be part of it. And, and Skip talked about it. He said, listen, we had to make some adjustments this past week. We knew North Texas had put up 500 plus yards of offense in two of their first three games, which watching that team on Saturday, that kind of baffles me that they did. Yeah, who were they playing? Uh, SMU at Northwestern State, Uh, Forkham. And it it still baffles me. I don't care who they're playing. Right. Because they were were brutally bad. They looked
3: incompetent.
2: Oh, there's zero now. You go 15 to 37, slinging the rock, you're incompetent. But he said, we kind of changed some things up schematically. We decided, hey, we got to stop the pass. Got to get our corners in the faces of the receivers, get them some tough releases off the line. And listen, I thought North Texas missed some open routes. I, I think Absolutely. that's fair to say. But at the same time, I don't think we, as the common fan watching from the stands, can understand that, hey, maybe the corners bumping the receivers off the line, maybe if you get them that half second outside of their rhythm, maybe that does throw some plays off of at certain been, times. Which has been
3: as a fan a really frustrating thing in the last three weeks Has before been. this because we they're playing 10 yards off and then they cut underneath them or whatever and you know we feel that way the fans in the stands feel that way we've heard them yelling it like why are you giving them so much room yeah and just getting beat for seven yards and then trusting them to get yards after catch which they've been doing so i mean i i felt like it's just tough to know obviously you can't compare apples to apples it's just tough to know like how bad was north texas compared to the other teams is that I why agree. this worked is that was was were they not exposing our linebackers were they not yeah. because of their athletic ability like the other teams were it's just tough to know regardless i'm i'm happy with what i saw from I the defense i think it's probably a
2: little bit of both probably probably you know you know what i'm saying though like in a world that you have to pick a side i think north texas obviously a step down in competition especially throwing the football compared to the first three squads we faced and also, Tech might have figured out a few things schematically. I-, I think it's fair that you could sit on both sides of the fence. Yeah, I agree. And going back to Austin Kendall, dude's a dog, first off. Oh, it's I missed it. It's pretty him. clear.
3: I think, I think Tech fans, because of the two losses and how we lost, I mean, we, t- we said a couple times last week, we're two plays from being 3-0 and ranked. Yeah. I mean, like dead series. That's not even a joke.
2: No, there's zero doubt.
3: I mean, Kendall's a dog.
2: AK, you listening tonight, bro? You a dog. We miss you. Triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. Give us a call. Just <laughs> call, okay?
3: Uh, I, so, so yeah, you man, and I. I don't want to throw this at you know, not having prep or whatever. It, it was interesting to me, and maybe you can touch on this, or maybe you want to touch on it later. It's a pretty big difference from the first half to the second half for the QBs. Like, what cha- did did North Texas make adjustments in the locker room, or I,
2: I, I mean, think, sh- I think they did make some adjustments to to a degree, but I also think a big th- thing of it was, and I was. I was, I went back and looked at the drive chart, okay? And I wasn't going to get too much into this, but let me tell you the five drives from the second half, okay? For tech? Yes. First drive of the second half, first down run by Marcus Williams, you get five. It's second and five, false start, okay? Second and ten. And listen, I think second and ten is not a big deal for Austin Kendall. Right. But when you're playing backup quarterbacks, and I'm not saying it should not be a difficult task for a backup quarterback, but it's also probably wise not to put them behind the chains.
3: You said it ten times in the stands the other day. They get off script and they cannot
2: handle it. And it struggled. All right. Second 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 drive. First and ten at the North Texas 40-yard line. Allen takes a sack on first down for second 14. Following that, he strip-sacked. North Texas recovers. Third drive. First and 10 at the North Texas 25-yard line. You're going in to score. You try to run the reverse to means. Obviously, it's a fumble. You lose a bunch of yards, think you lost 12 yards, brought Mm -hmm. up second and 22. Then you have a false start following that, makes it second and 27. All right, you've lost 17 yards. You're back at the 42-yard line. Not too many squads getting out of second and 27 with their starting quarterback. Third or Fourth drive. Normal drive, it was third and two at about the forty eight, that's when head scrambled, he gets hit, he gets knocked out of the game. Yep. And then finally the fifth drive of the game, you go ten plays, forty four yards, you missed the field goal, Brahas missed the one from fifty. Right. So as bad as the offense was, to the naked eye, I, I have no I have no doubt the offense struggled in that second half. But at the same time, you missed a field goal, you're at their forty on first and ten. And you're at there 25 on first and 10. Yeah, you can't. It isn't like you didn't give yourself right. an opportunity to score. And you got zero points out of those drives. It's important to look at, at how... Like, context matters.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, we didn't get points. And you can get you can not get points by going three and out. How did you not get points? Well, you shot yourself in the foot with some offsides. You took a bad sack. You took a strip yeah. sack. It was a broken up trick play. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some things that are. It's not. It's different than getting three yards, two yards on two runs, and then and a punt, on an, or Ingle-play like a drop and a yeah, punt. Yeah. Exactly, that's different. You're like, ah, we'll get them next time. I don't know. I just there's just a lot of mistakes still, and you know, people have been arguing about the offensive line. Well, it's actually statistically astronomically better, better. than last year. I agree, but. The penalties just stick out like a sore thumb. It's really easy for us to pick apart. And
2: I don't think it's necessarily the number of penalties. I think it's the inopportune times that some of those penalties are coming.
3: Awful times.
2: I think that's the biggest thing. So let's go ahead. Let's take our first time out. Uh, When we come back from the break, we'll continue breaking down Louisiana Tech 24, North Texas 17. Quick programming note. Coming up at 6.30, Louisiana Tech Athletics Director, Vice President Eric Wood will join us 7 p.m., Rob McLam with Inside Pack Sports will join us. You're listening, Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7.
4: Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at LN.bank. Equal Housing Lender. Member FDIC.
1: Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service. Ruston and West Monroe visit
5: WalpoleTire.com. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Your wait is
6: finally over. Football season has finally arrived, and your home for all the action is right here on Sports Talk 97.7. Monday through Friday, get that morning commute going with B.C. Kramer and the one and only, thank goodness, Puffy with the edge from 7 to 9 a.m. Every afternoon, it's the show that's often imitated, never duplicated, Northeast Louisiana's longest-running daily sports talk show, the sports company taking you home from 3 to 6 p.m. On Saturday morning, grab that cup of coffee and get ready for the day in college football with the Nick Brown Show from 8 to 10. On Saturday mornings from 10 to 11, the tradition continues as we go into year 16 of the high school football rewind, where we recap all of the great Friday night prep action. Then on Saturday afternoons, three hours before kickoff, live from Two Dudes Brewing Q, it's our local LSU pregame show, Tiger Talk. Listen for yourself and find out why nobody does football like Sports Talk.
0: You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762.
2: B.C. Beck Haines, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Of course, Louisiana Tech Athletics Director Eric Wood be joining us in the next segment. Oh, that's a big get, Ben. Hey, B.C., paying the big bucks. Interviews ain't free these days, Beck <laughs> uh, So, I got a question for you. We had this debate Saturday night, Sunday morning. After the tech game, uh, of course Louisiana Tech wins right what's your definition mm. of an average <laughs> college quarterback it's a great question like I'm talking like he's just average are you looking for stats or like a description hey, whatever you view or a average. comparison. You can compare. I'm fine with that. Here's
3: the tricky part of this is at what school? Because average in Conference USA is a lot different than average in the FCC.
2: Well, FCC. Let's say average G5 quarterback. Okay. Okay. I'd l- say Kendall's l-
3: above average oh, for a comparison. I agree.
2: Here's what I think.
3: You didn't even let me answer. All right, go ahead. It's obviously a guy. It's it's, it's a lame answer, but he's probably not going like, to make an amazing couple of plays to win you the game, but he's not going to lose you the game. Kind of a game manager. Kind right? of a game manager. Okay. Some guy you, you trust in the, in the tough situations, but you're also like, I also know you're not going to break, you know, just do something amazing right here. So yeah.
2: I My opinion is this. I would imagine at the G5 level that 75% of quarterback signees, scholarship signees, 75%, don't play more than 75 snaps in college. Now, does that mean if you do play, you are better than an average quarterback? I don't know if it necessarily means that. But my point is, and I'm kind of referencing this to an Aaron Allen or a J.D. head, I guess more so Allen because he's had more time to kind of seasoned himself like i would imagine if you went and looked at all the g5 quarterbacks over the last four years aaron allen listen his his career at this point i think it's pretty game manager like correct yeah but i
3: we haven't the thing about aaron is that we haven't seen i mean maybe we have you have a a deeper memory than i do have we seen him play a complete game we've seen i mean we saw him as a
2: red shirt freshman no
3: i'm saying like a complete like a good complete game no. No. I mean, he has... And I know every quarterback... I mean, like the definition of a good, complete game is different. I mean, obviously, no, yeah, that's in a win, but it's like it's either decently good or just bad. I agree. Like, nothing like... My,
2: my point is, I guess, is this. When he's
3: out there, I've never been like, okay, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, like, no, I agree. I, we're going to be fine. It's always like, oh, gosh. You my know?
2: point is this. I think Aaron Allen is a backup quarterback at the FBS level. Absolutely. I think if he had to start you two games in a season when your quarterback got hurt, I think... He's not going to win you the game, but chances are he's probably not going to lose it. He's going to
3: give you a chance.
2: Like, you're not going to score 40 points with him, but if you could win the 23-20 type battle, you possibly could. Now, is that the definition of an average college quarterback? I don't know, but that's kind of my my thinking about it. Like, I don't think he's going to set the world on fire, but I also don't think he's hot trash garbage either. No. You know what I'm saying?
3: Sam says Danny Etling equals average college QB, best way to describe it. I was literally when you before That's you point. before you said G five. I was literally going to say every LSU quarterback outside of Joe Burrow. Fair average. point. Fair point. Brett says Aaron Allen is average to below average. J D Head from a few snaps is average to better than. Okay, I could agree. with Kendall that. better than average. Like it, Brett. Hey, let me tell you one thing about J D. Dude's got some moxie. looks like tell Cali boy. I said I tweeted this, but I said he is he is your. And I may have said this last week. Tabes, you can tell me if I said this last week, but he is your creative player on NCAA. Like, when you create a player, you got long hair, a bunch of sleeves, a visor. Got the ankles taped. Got the ankles taped. Maybe 30 more pounds on him, a little more muscle. Yep. He's
2: getting there. Yeah, he's kind of like a spaghetti noodle right now.
3: A little bit, but hey, he's young. Uh... But he's got some moxie, and that ball he threw in the end zone Boo! was
2: perfect.
3: And I tell you what, Tech fans Boo! love a pretty deep they ball. They love a pretty they deep ball. They love it. You can you can cover up a lot of sins as a QB if you throw one beautiful <laughs> and drop it in there, little tater tot right Ooh, in the
2: arms, little bread basket action, little
3: bread basket BC. We saw that. Boo! Now the problem was that was his first drive, and so everybody's like, JD, here we go. Yeah, I may have sent out some tweets. Uh, and you then his, might the his, people's cupid. I saw him. And then his second drive was from North Texas's 0. .5 yard line. And of that course, didn't get a tutty Did we? Did not get a tutty, You're right. Uh, that was disappointing. But Baby Barnes came in, took care of it. Uh, right,
2: Baby Barnes. He always takes care of business. Yep. Yeah.
3: Still looking like a baby, but we love him. We love you, Baby Barnes. Anyways,
2: speaking of the opposite
3: side, but outside. But to be fair, outside
2: of that, there was he struggled a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree with that. To the other side of the ball, North Texas' quarterbacks <laughs> leave a lot to be desired.
3: How many did they play Saturday? One, two.
2: two. The old North Carolina transfer, Jace Reuter, finished 3 of 10 for 13 yards. Needs a transfer to the couch,
3: you know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel you. <laughs> um, uh, Looks like uh, he might have been taking those pillowy pluff uh, couch classes at North Carolina. Austin Awney, the former New York Yankees farmhand, Finished 12 of 27 for 79 yards. Uh pretty rough for North Texas, but how about this? Also, I don't know if you saw it, but old Carrot Top, Ben Bell had another sack. Yeah, he did. Oh, he's a terror off that edge. What's the final diagnosis on his brother? Uh, he's got a little knee injury.
3: Oh, he'll be back. Be back at some point. Really? Yeah. Good to know. I should read the board more. But you had that up there.
2: Just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <A> little behind <laughs> back guy's. I was interested to get your your take on an average average college court. Because here's what I think. I think when you look at recruiting classes, I think probably the general perception is about 50% of your kids that you sign end up contributing in some capacity, whether it be in a two-deep on offense or defense or on special teams, and that's kind of the expectation.
3: This is why I do not get jacked up about recruiting like you do. This
2: is why I don't get jacked up about quarterbacks. Okay, fair enough. It's the same way in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson. On the struggle bus right now. All five of No, but here's the thing. They are struggling right now. But history shows us that two or three of those guys are going to be flops. You know what I'm saying? Chosen so, and Rosen yeah your boy Josh Rosen, so like why why at the collegiate level we get so jacked up for the quarterback who signs he's gonna be the next this and that and listen it's the coach's job to pump those guys up I'm not saying you have that. to to get them here exactly, but what I'm saying is like history shows you chances are those guys aren't gonna succeed like it's like you gotta pick one if you hit one out of every four years three years, I think you gotta be pretty happy
3: and you can't start them all, so no, you, And you they're go, boom, boom, boom. If
2: hey, all treasure four it, of it, them, it, treasure
3: yeah, exactly. If all of them did hit, they'd be gone. And so you're gonna, you you kind of hope you have one that is bad enough to stay, but good enough to manage the game as the backup.
2: Or yeah, exactly. Or bad enough early in his career to whereas nobody his, wants him. by his fourth year, yeah. it's like all right, this guy can help me out a little bit. Got like a Higgins. Of- Turned out to be unbelievable. Not many Ryan Higgins walking through that door anymore willing to wait five no years. No doubt. What is the deal with the transfer portal? I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. The old transfer portal. What you got over there on right. the text salon?
3: Unnamed texter says, Eli Manning is average. Peyton is above average. The Eli
2: moment- won two Super Bowls.
3: Gosh, you always steal my thunder. The moment is never too big for an above average QB. I was going to say, Eli won two Super Bowls. I mean, he beat the undefeated... New England Patriots they were trying to go 19-0 like, he stuck a ball on
2: David Tyree's helmet like I think an average quarterback that wins a Super Bowl is more so like a Trent Dill fan.
3: here I'll say this Eli was on a average to below average team
2: yeah their defense was good because just... Strahan was good yeah he was other than that I just don't think Eli is average. Like, I think he's just a little bit okay, better Okay, this than is average.
3: what Eli's... The knock on Eli is his lack of intensity. And so that makes us, the normal people, feel like he's not above
2: average. <laughs> but you, <laughs> he is. You see him on that Monday Night Football Manning cast? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't lack of intensity. Yeah, that's he's what I'm terrible. saying. He's terrible. He's... <laughs> he has he's no a, enthusiasm. He's literally a tree stump. It just <laughs> sits there.
3: Now... The other part is, isn't. Didn't he like his final game drop below five hundred for his career? Yes. So that's a major. That bummer. is a definition. Whatever of it average. is, if it was like one hundred, uh, he probably didn't play one hundred fifty games. Whatever. Oh, yeah, seventy-five yeah. to seventy or seventy-four and seventy-five. Now, I mean, he dropped one game below five hundred. So that's you know that's average. I, I just agree think with that. Peyton. I do think Peyton was better.
2: Oh, zero doubt.
3: But I think they were both above average. I think Peyton would be in the elite category. Eli
2: finished one seventeen and one seventeen in his career.
3: No. Yep. He had to have
2: dropped off one, right? 117 and 117. What was Peyton, do you
3: know? Here's the deal. I I think – I I don't think you're wrong. I think uh, he, he also says the, it's the intangibles that separates yeah, the I two. Agree I agree 100%. That. I agree with that, percent. Yes. I just think Peyton was elite, and I think Eli's above average.
2: Peyton was ben 186 and 79. Average to below average, right. Oh, I mean, yeah, Roethlisberger. That, you don't talk about a tree stump. <laughs> <laughs>
3: there, there is a – I'm going to – I wish Bleed Tech Blue could tweet it, but it would. it would be completely – not irrelevant, irrelevant, not irrelevant, but there is a, a a video from the game this last week where he <laughs> takes a snap, runs three yards
2: to the right, and just trips over his feet and throws the ball up. I don't know. I, I, I guess my point is this whole. Segment, my favorite debate is talking quarterbacks.
3: Oh, the average fan loves a quarterback. They lo- and listen, So hey, two quarterbacks starting on Saturday that, that are backups. Now we got three quarterbacks to talk about. That's that's radio gold.
2: Well, and two like like this like we had the debate, and I think the argument was. The argument was if we had a guy that was like a four-year starter type guy, you would get more fans. And I don't agree with that, but and here's why. They, they reference if you had Tim Rattay or Luke McCown. Listen, Tim Rattay, Luke McCown, one of our favorites growing up as kids. Like, there's zero doubt. But like Luke McCown was also eighteen and twenty-five. Like, if you had a quarterback in this era that goes eighteen and twenty-five, I can assure you. They're not showing up because it's, he's what. What that turns out to be is four years of you
3: wondering if you could have something else. Yeah, exactly. Now Luke did go to the NFL and have, no, he did. I no, agree. Pro- probably top five best backup careers and we of all time. Probably
2: weren't eighteen and twenty five because of him. No doubt. Didn't he but throw that's like part s- of being a quarterback. A if trillion interceptions, interceptions. Yeah, that's a in lot.
3: College. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Now, okay, Jamar, we had him two and a half years. Yeah, three years. Three
2: years. They didn't help. That's yeah. And I also went back. I mean, we, we whined about him for three years. And we also, and like, this is why the fan argument as far as the number of people in the stands is so crazy to me. They're like, we drew tons of fans for 2011, 2012. Like, I went and looked at some yeah, of those we games. we were in college then. I went and looked at some of those games. Like, they announced the night that Tech, like, clinched the whack in yeah. 11. There's like 16,000 people there. Yeah. Like 2012, one of the last home games when you're putting 52 a game, best offense in, NFL, in NCAA history. There was like seventeen thousand people. It just there. felt better because seventeen thousand people did. were happy. It did. I guess so. I don't know. What do I know? I'm BC. I don't. I don't know. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. Louisiana Tech athletics director Eric Wood will join us. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk ninety-seven
7: point seven. Hey Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMW Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to BMW Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go, dogs.
8: BMW Motors in Arcadia. Hey,
6: DQ fans, is there any better way to bring people together this season than the delicious Blizzard Treats from DQ? With the new fall Blizzard Treat menu, there's a little something for everyone and a lot of fall flavor in every treat. Whether it's flavors like the new pecan pie, returning pumpkin pie, the Reese's Pieces cookie dough, sea salt toffee fudge, Oreo mocha fudge, cocoa dipped strawberry, and the Royal Ultimate Choco Brownie, this just may be the greatest fall Blizzard Treat lineup ever. One way to find out is to try it for yourself today at DQ. Happy Good.
9: This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national, bank. Remember FDIC? Equal housing lender.
8: It's time to move the chains. What are we prepared to do to win? Are you willing to strain a little harder? Are you willing to work a little harder? Focus a little harder? Head coach Skip Holtz and the Dog Brotherhood are ready to grind their way to the top of
0: Conference USA. Feel the results all season long right here. Catch all the action of the 2021 Louisiana Tech football season live on Big Z Country 107.5 FM. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762.
2: Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC Beckhane's John Tabor live at the Sports Talk at 97.7 Studios. Let's go right to the hotline. Louisiana Tech Athletics Director Eric Wood joins us. Eric, how are we doing tonight?
10: Oh, man, what's happening, fellas? I'm doing well.
2: So we got to jump right into it. Obviously, Louisiana Tech, uh, off to a 2-2 two and two start. We just wrapped up a three-game homestand, which is pretty rare, I would imagine, in college football these days. But I want to ask you right off the top, how challenging is it in the state of Louisiana not only to play three home games, but draw three solid home crowds in what's possibly one of our hottest months of the year?
10: Yeah, that, you know that that is tough, and anywhere. I mean, even when you know I was at UCF, There you know sometimes folks get fatigued. It's time to it's hard to give up three weekends, fraternity, um, sorority stuff. But you know, it it is it, it is it is tough. You know, your staff is burned out. This is what we do, but putting on events uh, of this magnitude and, and trying to serve our, our customer, our fans, our alums, our students. It's draining, but, you know, you give yourself an opportunity to win when you're at home, so you you, you, you got to make do.
2: you got to make it work. And, you know, we've talked about this before, but and this isn't a Louisiana Tech problem. There, there's issues with this all over the country. Obviously, it's 2021. It's kind of a different era of fandom, but especially with COVID kind of on the peripheral still as well, how difficult is it to still get fans to come out to games Like, do you you sit around in the office with your staff and you just try to bounce idea after idea after idea off of each other? Like, what goes into trying to get fans out to college football games and really to college sporting events in general in this era?
10: Yeah, we we absolutely are doing that. Every week, every Monday, we get together at at 10 o'clock, kind of catch up in the morning, catch our breaths, and then jump right into it so the ideas and the thoughts are, are fresh, you know, Um, but we're trying in in, in this, in this COVID era. I mean, as you see, just Bulldog Village doesn't look like it normally does. We've out of abundance of caution, we've had our our colleges, our alumni group, our, uh, you know, the the normal folks that make up Bulldog Village have just said, Hey, we're coming to games, but out of an abundance of caution, we're not going to have the same tailgate area there. Right. And then uh, while we are not, Checking for vaccinations or, or, or confirming any of those things—I I, I thought that might help, uh, but it's—it's it's difficult. It, it, it certainly is difficult in this COVID era, um, trying to, to to manufacture the same vibe. I, I think we've done well with our students. I, I, you know, looking at that southeastern game, they were they were packed in there, trying to yeah. you know, upwards of three thousand of them. Uh, you know, if you think about the SMU game, two thirty. I literally just met with our student government reps and I said what happened there and they said we were baking in that sun. <laughs> yeah. So they took off, right? Um and and so, you know, we can think you can think of excuses for days, but every Monday after we try to debrief and say what can we do better? What can we do to draw folks in and and uh and we're going to keep putting our best foot forward and giving our, our kids the home field advantage to give them the best chance to win.
2: And I have a, a little bit of a two-part question. I'll ask it the two questions separately. But you knew conference realignment questions were coming. And I know that you can't get into specifics. But when all this stuff started going into place with Texas to the SEC, Oklahoma to the SEC, in the general athletic department, you know, even up further to the presidents, how much of a of that was all a surprise, and how much did everybody just get sent scrambling to figure out what they might needed to do for their particular university?
10: You know, it, I, I do think it caught folks by surprise. I mean, you you knew that all of the TV deals were coming up mm. in that 23, 24, 25 range. If you don't know that, you know, as a college athletics administrator, you're, you're then 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 that would have shocked you. You know, but uh, uh, but but Texas and Oklahoma going in together with the SEC just sparked everybody. You know, uh, it really just made everything more more urgent, right? And so you start taking a look at yourself. Uh, you start, and, and, and what you hope, is particularly at the group of five level, is is this an opportunity to reset? Is this an opportunity to regionalize this thing? Um, and, and and all you can do is, particularly as the AD, is rely on relationships. You know, you make your places that you've worked before, conferences that you've worked before, um, and you rely on relationships, and you make sure you stay ahead of the, the conversations. And, and that way, you always put the best interest of Louisiana Tech first. We're proud members of Conference USA. I want to make sure I'm clear of that. Proud members of Conference USA, but I will always put Louisiana Tech's interest first, and so I make sure I just stay abreast of the national conversation.
2: And, and you know, you talk about that. You talk about regionalizing conferences, and, I, I do think that's especially important, especially when you look at the challenges that you we face in this era with drawing crowds to games. But on a national level, I, I'm, I'm talking SEC, Big Ten, ACC, Pac-12, those Power Five conferences. Do you think that the, the regionalizing of those conferences really matters that much anymore?
10: No, this is about TV money, yeah. right? At that level, it's about TV money. Who who would have thought Texas Tech would have approved Texas joining? I mean, yeah. sorry, Texas A and M would have yeah. approved Texas joining the SEC, but that gives them an opportunity to make another thirty-five million on top of the forty-ish million they're making already. Uh, that that helps that helps make some of those decisions, right? And so, um, you know, you want to position your conference, you know, have a position come from a position of strength and it's about the TV money at the end of the deal. What we're I think if you grabbed everybody in the room that was at our level, you would everybody would say if we could pause this would make sense to make sure mm-hmm. folks aren't traveling all around the country uh to play each other when when you've got rivalries next door, right? I mean, even in our non-conference games, we played Southeastern, you try to play Grambling, you try to, you know, Play, even when you're playing those FCS teams, you want to play teams that might have a following in your state. Mm-hmm. Um, last year when we added TCU, I mean, obviously we were trying to get games in in a COVID season, but it's because we knew we had a large fan base in that area, and our fans would appreciate that. We didn't just add anybody that, uh, to the schedule. So if you got a bunch of us in the room and, we could, and there was time to do it, people would say, yeah, let's make this make sense. But at the end of the day, we're all protecting our interests and in our, our institutions – and we're all going to do what's best for
3: us, Doctor Wood. What is the the toughest thing you've had to deal with since you've become became the head man of the athletic department? I know you can't probably tell us uh, some of the specifics, but just in general, or what what surprised you, or what's been the hardest thing um, as since you've taken over?
10: Um, you know, I mean we were able to create some, some momentum. So you're really just trying to keep the momentum from season to season. Right. Um in all of our sports, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, I really haven't caught a home game yeah. last year. I got here with the intent of catching the rice game. And we, you know, that one was canceled due to COVID uh, the Monroe game in Shreveport was canceled. So we were at North Texas at TCU bowl game. So, I really had not experienced a game-day experience here. So I'm, I'm going through it for the first time. Every game, I'm in the red lots, the blue lots, the white lots. I'm going to the tailgate areas so that people can grab me and tell me what they need um, and what, what, what they're hoping to have. And I'm listening. We go back on Mondays. I say, hey, what's been the history on this? Why do we do this? So I hate it that it feels like I've been here longer for, for some of our fans. So they're like, why haven't we changed that yet? But this is the first time going through some home games uh, as a Bulldog. And so, um, you know, trying to, trying to digest it and make changes on the fly.
3: Go uh, ahead. I was going to say, that's interesting. I mean, because, you know, we saw you here for baseball. And so it is easy for us to assume that you've been there and seen this before, and, and you really haven't. So uh, that's, that's a great answer. I appreciate you being honest about that. And, um, you know, it sounds like you're, you're sleeping good after a game. You're probably pretty exhausted <laughs> hitting all the spots yeah. on, a, on a Saturday in Ruston.
10: No, you're right, because I, I want our fans to know we're listening. You know, I, I'm we want to make sure we get the students back, right? That was what I heard mm-hmm. from day one was, hey, Dr. Wood, get our students back here. I literally at 4 o'clock met with our president and the sports promotion committee, and we do this about every three to four weeks. And I say, what are you hearing out there? What can we do to make better? Hey, we can't use Tech Express or declining balance. Got it. Let's see if we can get with Dr. Crawford and campus folks and get that done. We get it done hey, we don't like that senior citizens can't be dropped off at the front of this. We changed the traffic pattern right there. Now there's just other things that we have to navigate. Um, but I, you're right. I, I'm sleeping well after a loss. I live and die on every play. I live and <laughs> die on every win. When we don't win, it's, it's about Wednesday before I start getting right. But uh, uh, but that's the, that's the beauty of college sports.
2: And last question, we'll let you get out of here. Obviously, uh, football on the road at NC State this week uh i believe basketball or lady texter's actually started practice today i think the men will start tomorrow evening uh so definitely a lot going on got going on on campus for you guys
10: oh yeah we were excited in fact carmelone swung by today and was able to poke his head in on a, a lady texter basketball uh we sort of had a, a little welcome back event for our student athletes last night at outdoors at the argent pavilion and so we can feel the energy and and uh yeah, we're looking forward. Everybody's excited about both basketball programs, and I, I said this on the Bulldog Blitz, particularly on our Lady Texter team. They look different. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that you know we finished fourteen and ten last year. We look taller. We look athletic. We look more confident. I'm looking forward to, to both seasons for sure. Um, baseball had their scrimmages. I think they yep. had almost three hundred people at a scrimmage.
2: There's a lot of a people out there. Yeah,
10: and I met with uh, you know just a bunch of the student athletes and they were like man i can, we can feel the energy and they how people can't wait for baseball as well so um so we're excited i went to my first cross country meet we finished first on the men's side fourth on the women's side so we're diving all in and i want our fans to know we are listening we're going to do everything we, we can do to control what we can control and make this a great experience but come on out support our home team when we're home cheer us on when we're on the road we need you for every We have to get that elusive conference championship, and that is still in the mix.
2: The last question. We had one quick text on the text line. They asked about the 8 a.m. tailgating policy. Uh, I'm not real familiar with that, but is that still in place?
10: It, it's still in place. Again, I've, 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 I've inherited this, but I don't, I, don't, I don't say that to detach myself yeah. from it. I've got to understand the red lot. A lot of the traffic patterns have changed because of the soccer and softball. So I've received some messages about folks coming off of Tech Drive. We're, I've got to evaluate all of that, but some of it is due to the new construction and access to those parking lots. So those are all paid lots, red lot, blue lot, and white lot. So I've got some evaluating I need to continue to do there. But, but uh, it, it is still in place at this point to make sure the customer who paid for those red lots mm-hmm. feel valued and that they've, you know, they've got, they're getting there. Uh, they have access to their spot.
2: Right, looking forward to a Bulldog win in Raleigh Saturday night. We appreciate it, Dr. Wood.
10: Let's go. We're going to go try to get it. Thank you guys for having me.
2: Go dogs. Louisiana Tech Athletics Director Eric Wood joining us on the hotline. Of course, you can get us, triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. I appreciate the candidness. Oh, and I don't think we've had that t- since I can remember. And and
3: you know, you and I know that this that's not an easy job. You it's know, not. and he is. That was great what he said. I
2: inherited this, but
3: that doesn't like I'm not detaching and I, myself from it. And I also what a
2: perfect answer. And I also think it's important to point out what he said about I haven't been here during football season. I didn't know like, that. It's not an excuse. It's a fact. And like. Yeah, like we could all tell him, and I—I'm I, not the guy that tells him, but like all these people could email you and say this policy is bad, this policy is bad. But like, also at the same time, like while you do listen, like you do have to see some of that for yourself yeah. first.
3: Yeah, you can't you can't just make changes without seeing it, and and it's all part of a bigger picture for him too. You know, he knows what they're, yeah. they're evaluating these things. They do take some time, and and I would say he's done a phenomenal job of listening. To to the fans. I mean, I've heard that from several people. And, we you know, walking through the stadium the other day and talking, man, I really like Dr. Wood. He came by and asked what we could be doing different and how yeah. we can – I mean, that's what – Came to like, our tailgate. And, came to talk to us. And, like, that's something that can, like – you can, like, romanticize that position and, and Dr. Wood for that. But that's – like we've said before, like, that's just what you, you need to be doing as the athletic director. And he's doing it. So applaud him for that. Appreciate – I always feel like he's being candid. I don't feel like – I feel like he, he delicately – Talks about the sensitive things and and so I, I appreciate him and uh, I think it's, he's been a great hire for Tech and I mean we're seeing some changes already.
2: I think you could see like a lot of people want to see like actual like actual things as far as changes that have been made. But I think the Tech but I the, think you could feel some
3: of the change well, in the, energy. The Tech Express thing like that's, yeah. that's that was
2: changed quickly. That was quickly and yeah. that
3: was something he said we can do that. Like why wouldn't we be able to do that and and we can and so he did and. You're right. I, I just...
2: Bro, glad they didn't have the old tech expressed in declining balance when BC was in the house.
3: <laughs> you ain't lying. I
2: uh, would have been calling on Mama Carlisle pretty quickly. would have need a little cabbage. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. Beck, we're favorite part of the show coming up next. We'll talk to favorites in Conference USA. No, good. You'll be jacked up. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7.
4: Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC
11: courtesy
12: a great place to buy a car welcome to the courtesy automotive family of Ruston. you'll find eight of the leading brands chevrolet cadillac buick gmc on the south service road exit 86 chrysler jeep dodge and ram on the north service road exit 86 both sides of i-20 two pre-owned lots qualified service departments you can rely on up 24/7 online at BuyCourtesy.com. The Courtesy Automotive Family in Ruston,
1: Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football, and if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name-brand tires in the area to expert ASE-certified service, including brakes, tires, and front-end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. This is Chris
5: Brister, owner of Brister Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. You gotta love it. Tech
0: sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762.
2: Lee Tech Blue Radio, BC. Beck Haynes, John Tabor. Sports Talk 97.7. Appreciate you joining us on this beautiful fall Tuesday night here in Ruston, Louisiana. So, Beck, I want to take a look at some of the conference standings. Um, not, that this, not that you can draw a lot from the standings early in the year, uh, Middle Tennessee and North Texas are the only two teams that have played two conference games. Of course, they're in the cellar. They're 0-2. So, not right. factor. Not factor. Uh, kind of like me in fantasy. But, hey, different story, different day. Uh, so, you look at the top of Conference USA, particularly on the east side first. I think Charlotte's got a pretty good program. Uh, Charlotte will actually come to Ruston, Louisiana in early November. Uh, I believe you said you'll be out of town that week, right? Yeah, is that the 13th you said? Yeah, bro. Yeah, Where are you out. going, bro? Little hundred, bro. Oh, uh, yeah. He- headed to New Mexico. No. Oklahoma. Oh, got boomer sooner. A boomer sooner. Get you some Spencer Rattler NIL hey, gear.
3: Hey, whoever signed him to NIL, was, oh. we could
2: probably find out who it was. Regretting that decision a little bit. Losing a little cabbage. Woo. Uh, looking at some others. Did you catch that marshall App state game last week? I just heard that it was electric. Okay. It was a dandy. It was a Thursday night game, ESPN, in Boone. Listen, not going to lie, Marshall was a seven-point dog, okay? I thought Marshall, you know, I thought they could compete with App State. Uh, Marshall ends up missing a chip shot field goal from about 35 yards out. To to win it? To take the lead. Okay. Uh, App State comes back down. They hit a 40-something yarder to take a 31-30 lead. Okay. Following that, Marshall turns it over on downs. App State gets the ball back with about five minutes to go, but they're at midfield. They drive it down. A little running back for App State. He's about I don't know five six. A little smoke A Little Arizona. smoke areas. Yeah, a lot a lot smaller than smoke. Doesn't have any uh, not too much thickness to his butt. Gotcha. gotcha. And uh, he break. So they call the final timeout. There's like I don't know minute twenty left in the game. Marshall calls their final timeout on about the twenty five, and you could see the Marshall coach let them score. Don't touch him. Let them score. It's the only way we're getting the ball back. You could tell they were going to let him score. This little kid, he runs all the way down and slides on the 1-yard line. Doesn't score. App State doesn't cover. Oh, the betting gods were pretty mad. So a lot of tweets about it. How about that for a better? Whew. Tough loss So traitor. App State wins. 31-30. Could have been 38-30, though. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Marshall's yeah. one of the favorites in the East, along with Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky has Beck's old boy, uh, old Houston Baptist quarterback. He's slinging it around a little bit. How's that? How my old boy? Remember how good he was when he played here at the Joe? Houston no. Baptist QB. Threw for like 500 and something yards. I don't remember that. Pretty salty. Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi? Yeah. You ain't going to the NFL with that name. Uh, probably not. They just lost at home to Indiana, 33-31. They'll travel to Michigan. School. Yeah, basketball school. They'll travel to Michigan State this weekend. But I want to talk the Western side of Conference USA. And really, I want to talk about one team in the Western side of Conference USA. And it's not Louisiana Tech and it's not UAB. So if you don't
4: like I, UTSA, I, uh, buckle up.
3: I was about to say it's gotta be UTSA. What are we gonna do?
2: Are they good? Are they good, Ben? Answer the question. Better than I thought they'd be. How's that sound? I'll never crown UTSA as good, though. They, Not those guys. They've been like, are our... they're four and O. they have wins over Illinois. Uh, they erased a twenty-one-zero deficit at Memphis to win thirty-one twenty-eight Saturday afternoon. And I don't know if you remember this. Well, what is this sixth show of the season, I believe? Yeah. My one guarantee this year is that Tech beats UTSA. Feeling a little nervous. Uh, does PC ever back away from the table? No. Exactly. So, no, I'm not. Uh, well, sometimes you should. Good point. Not against UTSA, though. You know, you still don't think so. Can't stand the roadrunners. I know you can't. You know, I don't know why. How much their coach get paid? I could care less. Uh, most vocal fan base I've ever seen on Twitter in Conference USA. There's a lot of them. They do not shut up. Let me tell you, they're going to the Big 12. Then they're going to go to the AAC. Then they're going to go to the Pac-12. Then they're going to go to the Big 10. Then they're going to go to the Mountain West. Like, just ask their fans. Like, every school wants the team that plays in the Alamo Dome as a rental until 2035. Guys, I cannot stand UTSA. And looking at the Conference USA West Division race as a whole... I feel like it's a three team race. It's tech, it's UAB, it's UTSA. In that order. (laughs) Need to get AK back. AK, you listening? Listen (laughs) up, buddy. Need a dub over UTSA. Have you, do you remember my last two guarantees of the year? You don't? 2019, Father Abraham brings Southern Miss to town. Mm. Amik picks you, them all three times. You guaranteed that we would win that one? Yep. Mm. Uh, 2020, last year, UAB. We uh, won that one? Won that one. O- overtime. All right. Uh, notice I pick home games. Yep. And I pick against some pretty solid schools. But uh, have you ever... I don't think anybody would ever accuse you of being a math major. <laughs> uh, but is 2-0 and a perfect percentage? It is
3: perfect.
2: Hmm. Hmm. BC knows what he's talking hmm. about.
3: UTSA has 32,500 students. That is absurd.
2: They're all commuters, I though. I know. That That is insane, though.
3: Isn't that crazy? It's one of those schools. I mean, that's, what is that, triple or du- double Double what Tech has, probably. I hate it's, to say this, but more you, than double.
2: Would you want that many people at no. Tech?
3: <laughs> Can you imagine the one race streets in Ruston? Oh! It would be dead! Oh, Miss BTB took a wrong turn the other day. No. Hey, about September second week of September, you gotta you gotta be ready to flash your lights. At some Head front. on a swivel, no doubt. Look, don't no worry. Their coach makes less than the old skipper. How much does he
2: make? Six fifty. Really? Yes. Jeff Trailer get a raise one time.
3: No, I got on a Zoom. Sorry, I apologize. Jeff Trailer. That was that was uh, the other coach's salary. Frank Wilson. Yeah. Oh, Frank, he's out of there. Yeah, I forgot about that. I'll co- I'll get back to you on that. All right.
2: Looking at the Conference USA schedule this week, uh, Charlotte will travel to Illinois. Uh, Illinois looking to avoid a 1-5 start. They'd also be 0-2 in Conference USA. Uh, The Battle of Boca. F-I-U at F-A-U. Okay. A snoozer. Of course, Tech travels to NC State. Let me let you know, game's on ESPN Plus Saturday. It's a 5 p.m. kickoff Central time. A little odd start time. Okay. Uh, Six o'clock, obviously on the East Coast. Right, probably be dark in Carter Finley Stadium. Uh, UNLV and Tate Martell travel to UTSA. Is he starting? Uh, don't know. Hadn't checked. Okay, don't check. think he's playing. Jeff Taylor makes eight hundred. It's about what Skip makes. I think Skip. What, you, what make... would
3: you What would you think if people were listening to us on the radio? But let me go ahead and Google how much BC makes. That
2: would be crazy. It'd be in the teens. <laughs> <laughs> Southern Miss opens conference play in Houston against Rice. Uh, Marshall travels to Murfreesboro to take on <laughs> Middle Tennessee. Bear. Liberty. Oh, how about this? UAB opening their new stadium this weekend uh, in Birmingham, expecting a crowd of forty thousand plus. Tell me, tell me about the stadium. Is it? Is it spicy?
3: Brand new. I mean, is it nice? Brand new.
2: I it's I gonna like, be nice, bro. I know, I know. I don't know what you describe as spicy, but it might be spicy. They play Liberty.
3: Uh old Tate Martell has six attempts for two completions. Two of six? So I don't think he's starting, but I he's in a walking boot right now.
2: No, oh, I hate to hear that for old Tate. He's been might as well have been in a walking boot <laughs> the last four years. <laughs> uh well, they got beat forty eight to three. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Yeah, they they won't score against UTSA. They also got the former Parkway quarterback, Justin Rogers, up there as well. Okay, uh, a little okay. Bozier City native, uh, getting a little action in Vegas. Mm. Must be spending too much time in the casino, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Western Kentucky travels to 17th-ranked Michigan State. And finally, all right, let me ask you this. Taking a poll. What's the snooze fest of the weekend? ODU at UTEP? or is it UConn at Vandy? It's just always going to wow. 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 <laughs> I was going to
3: say it's always going to be I, I just since ODU just pulled out of their football season, I'm out I em. just got the the worst taste in my mouth Can't stand in. those games. Can't stand them. Never watch them. Never watch them. Brett says if we can swing Trent Taylor in for the UTSA as our PAT
2: kicker, the Ooh. tech would be
3: give, would be golden against the road riders. Good call. You remember that? Trent Taylor no, kicked I do a not.
2: PAT against him Did in the Joe he? one year. Yeah, we were pacing him a little bit. Trent got a little action, a little left-footed kicker. There you go. There you go. He might be prone to put on a UTSA jersey. Doesn't he play for the Bengals, aren't they, Orange? He
3: does on the old practice squad.
2: Oh, better be careful, Taylor. Don't line up for the Roadrunners this weekend. <laughs> but uh, mention UConn and uh, Vandy. How about this one next week? UConn and UMass. A gonna... <laughs> couple dozen might be watching that Yeah, one. how about the, you ain't watching? <laughs> how about the, uh, your parents ain't even watching? <laughs>
3: That's gonna that's gonna I mean, how do you prepare for that? You're like, Man, we were probably like two of the worst teams in the country? And we're going out here to pillow fight. And we're going out here to pillow fight. Hey, y'all
2: sure y'all don't want to go seven on seven this <laughs> yeah. afternoon? Hey,
3: this is how you decide. This is how you know if you won the game. You had less three and outs than the other team. Jeff
2: Trailer <laughs> makes seven hundred twenty nine k per the personal text line. Picture of the contract.
3: Well, the old Google has a big old eight hundred k right on the front page. So I'm gonna go with Google. Let me tell you, Google's
2: <laughs> been wrong a time or two. Let's go ahead, take our next timeout. We come back from the break. Rob McLam, Inside Pack Sports, will join us. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk at 97.7.
9: This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national.bank. Remember FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
6: DQ fans, is there any better way to bring people together this season than the delicious Blizzard Treats from DQ? With the new Fall Blizzard Treat menu, there's a little something for everyone and a lot of fall flavor in every treat. Whether it's flavors like the new pecan pie, returning pumpkin pie, the Reese's Pieces cookie dough, sea salt toffee fudge, Oreo mocha fudge, cocoa dipped strawberry, and the Royal Ultimate Choco Brownie, this just may be the greatest Fall Blizzard Treat lineup ever. One way to find out is to try it for yourself today at DQ. Happy tastes good.
7: Hey Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with Bimble Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to the Bimble Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go Dogs.
8: Motors in Arcadia.
1: Wake up. Did you know? Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on 97.7.
0: Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762.
2: Bleed Tech Blue Radio, B.C. Beck Haines, John Tabor, and here to talk about NC State, Louisiana Tech, Rob McLam, inside Pack Sports. Rob, making your ways around the Sports Talk 97.7 Airways this evening. We appreciate you joining us.
11: It's my pleasure, sir. Thank you for
2: having me. Absolutely. So let's jump right in. First off, I want to go back to 2020, and obviously we've followed Dave Doran's career at NC State from a distance, but the Wolfpack were able to put together an 8-4 and four year in that crazy COVID season that was 2020. Was that kind of a turning point? It feels like to me that this NC State team is really set to take off here in 2021. Uh, yeah, in some ways
11: it was, they had had a down year in 2019, they were three and, uh, nine, I believe, no, excuse me, four and eight and one and seven in the ACC. And, uh, it was one of those things where a second straight losing season probably would have, uh, best case scenario for Doran, he would have went into, uh, the next year, uh, in an uneasy situation. Uh, but they flipped it. They went eight and four and they did it without missing a lot of games, without having a lot of COVID situations. They managed that well. And, uh, it really has uh, extended probably his shelf life. I know he's got an extension now contract-wise that even if he was the bomb this year, they probably couldn't get rid of him for another two years. But it definitely extended his career uh, contractually, and uh, it's put NC State in a good uh, a good motion. They're, they're moving forward, and, they're, and the future's looking a lot brighter.
2: And, and you obviously look at last week as far as the future looking brighter. Uh, a 27-21 win over Clemson in ACC play, in overtime. How big was this for NC State now? I don't know if we would say they're the favorite in the ACC, but they're right up there uh, with you know those top group of schools.
11: I, I would You would have to put them in the mix. Uh, the value of the win is to be determined, basically, on what they do the next eight weeks, uh, starting with this game. Uh, but it's a big win one way or the other because Clemson was a hurdle that Dave Dorn had never... Uh, had never climbed. He had he was zero and eight against the Tigers, and so at some point you have to deal with Clemson if you want to be an ACC champion or you want to be in the mix. And he had not done that, and he would had a lot of excruciating losses as well, you know, including you know one where he missed the field goal right there at the buzzer, and uh, a couple other ones where he had some good teams that might have competed uh, for the or might have won the division had they beat Clemson. Uh, so that was definitely a hurdle to climb, one way or the other. Uh, but the true value of it comes over the next few weeks. They're only 1-0 in the ACC this season, and uh, if they really want this thing to have maximum value, then they'll treat the next eight games the same way they treated the Clemson game this past Saturday.
2: And you look at the quarterback, Devin Leary, obviously uh, I believe Skip Holt said today he was 3-0 and as a starter, 4-0 and as a starter a year ago. Now he's off to a 3-1 and start uh, playing the best football of his career early on.
11: He was terrific the other night, and I think it was 32 of 44. He was agency player of the week, but I think 7, 8, or 9 of those passes were ones where he just was avoiding the sack, which is very, uh, uh, you know, obviously that's a pragmatic thing to do. Uh, but if you take those away, the completion percentage then narrows down to something along the lines of about 85 to 90% of passes that were honest attempts. Uh, he was, he was terrific, and he did it in the, in w- when his team needed them the most. And so that's growth. I've always said that uh Lyric on the back end of his career, could be one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Uh, at some point, that slip has to occur. And it, it might have happened against the Tigers. Uh I know the Tigers are not what they were the past few seasons, but they're still Clemson. They still have five-star guys. They still have talent. They still are a great defensive team. And for him to, to put up those type of numbers, augmented by the running game that NC State had, uh, against Clemson uh it was a massive performance for him
2: and I wanted to talk about those running backs next Zonovan Knight Ricky Person jr off to really good starts here early on uh Knight averaging six and a half yards a carry Pearson averaging 4.8 yards a carry
11: right I think Knight would probably be the one that if he played. if you put him in the SEC he would still get some burn I think he's got that type of talent person is also very talented and uh Doran has never been a guy that wanted to give 25 carries to the same guy. He's had uh, talented duos before. Uh, there was one season NC State had five running backs. All of them eventually made the NFL. Uh, but he's never been the bell cow type of coach where he counts on one guy. He likes the dispersal. And, um, you know, Person and, and Knight are sort of a yin and a yang. Uh, Knight is a more explosive uh, person. Uh, probably use, maybe uses his blocks a little better. Uh, but they 're having a great year and 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 it, the durability of them both this season has been wonderful so far they have you know, come out of limping a little bit, but every now and then, but they don 't you know they 're giving n c state uh maximum in the running game and uh the offense is diverse, and that helps the wolf as
2: good as as good as n c state's been on offense I think the defensive side of the ball you look at what they 've done. Uh, obviously to Clemson. I know they didn't win the Mississippi State game, but that wasn't necessarily at the fault of their defense. Uh, Shut out South Florida in week one, played really well uh, against Furman as well. Uh, The defense, particularly at linebackers, Skip Holtz just raved about those linebackers. Uh, Talk a little bit about what has made this unit take such a big step forward from 2020 to 2021.
11: Well, you had mentioned Dave Dorn in 2019. We can take it a little further. In 2019, the defense was just trampled. Uh, this was the first year that their coordinator came in there, and they ran the odd front. And if you run an odd front, you have to have great linebacker play. That's just a prerequisite. Mm-hmm. If your linebackers don't plug the gap, uh, you're just going to get destroyed. And Insta State was giving up 250, 300, 350 yards rushing, and they were getting they were just getting creamed. And the growth from 2019 and then, as you said, last season to now, has been spectacular, and it's due to the linebackers now. The best linebacker they have is Tate Wilson. He's out for the year. That's one of the three starters they're missing on defense. But they're still a top-ten team in the nation defensively missing three starters, and I think that's a, a testament to the depth they have. And then uh, the linebackers has been really good. Isaiah Moore is a bona fide stud in the middle. He's doing really great. Um, and then you have the Sam, who's uh, uh, Drake Thomas, he's a local boy from Harris High School down the roadway, North Carolina. Uh, he's having a, a fantastic year. But their up By Jones, uh, Devon Betty, those guys are doing really well. NC State. When you play in these SEC teams, you play a Mississippi State or you play an SEC light team in Clemson. Really, generally, where they get you is the depth. They have a five-star guy, and then when that guy burns, they bring another four-star guy in there. NC State, at least as a linebacker, they don't have the stars coming out of high school, but they have the quality and the depth that their guys can give them maximum play, and that's why they're not losing anything uh, and having lapses over the course of the game.
2: And so you look ahead to this weekend, Louisiana Tech uh, traveling to Raleigh, Carter-Finley Stadium. I believe it's a 6 p.m. Eastern time kickoff, 5 p.m. here in Ruston, Louisiana, uh, if NC State's going to continue to have some success, I know there's probably a little bit of a fear of a letdown after the win over Clemson. But what will North Carolina State need to do to take care of the Bulldogs on Saturday?
11: Well, you'd want to run the ball well because now you're now you're controlling what. If you look at what NC State did against Clemson, I think had Clemson had the ball a little more, they probably would have won that game in regulation. But the time of possession, NC State killed them. I mean, it was just dominant. And to be fair, some of that was due to a lot of three and outs by the Tigers uh, caused by the Wolfpack defense. But NC State kept the ball. The third down conversions was fantastic. Clemson was something along the lines of two for 11. NC State did a lot better. I think NC State has to win first down and second down. Don't get behind the sticks, so to speak. If you're chasing yardage on third, if it's third and long, third and seven, third and 14, uh, you have a, a less of a chance to extend those drives. Uh, I think the Wolfpack will – Probably need to count on that running game to get ahead of the sticks so they don't second down and third down. They can diversify their offense and uh, make it harder for the Bulldogs to uh, figure out what they're going to do.
2: Well, Rob, tremendous stuff this, this evening. I know you were in Ruston for the regional. Uh, we, we've kind of developed a little bit of a connection here over the last six months or so, uh, so we certainly appreciate you joining us. Where can we find some of your work at online?
11: So I work for Inside Pack Sports, as you mentioned. That's InsidePackSports dot com, which is an F five site. Uh, and then I also write to the newspaper in Wilson, North Carolina, the Wilson Times. I drop articles about the Wolfpack there and the Charlotte Hornets. And then also my Twitter is just my name, Rob McClam, R O B McLam, M C L A M B. Appreciate and, it. Uh,
2: oh, sorry about that. Appreciate appreciate it, man. We we uh, we enjoyed it.
11: Yeah. Thank you. My regards to all the beautiful people in Russia.
2: Thank you. Rob McLamb, insidepacksports.com join us tonight. Becky, talk about this defense, and listen, a lot is to be determined on whether or not Austin Kendall's in the lineup or not. I don't think we'll get that determination uh, maybe as late as Friday. But if he's not in the lineup, it's going to be tough to move the football. I mean, not only is this defense allowing 13 points a game, which is sixth in the country, they're forcing seven three-and-outs a game. Number one in the country by a long shot. And that's just absurd in this era of college football. It's gonna be an uphill battle whether Kendall's in there or not.
3: But also, you know, it's it's a tough it's a tough week, you know. Kendall's presumably not getting many reps this week. I think that's a fair assumption. I mean you kinda of like to have some reps before you play eh, the number six defense in the country. Just a few.
2: But we're hopeful, Ben. 19.5-point dogs. Hey, I'll tell you this. Tech surprised us twice already. We were 23-point dogs in Mississippi State. So maybe NC State's not as good as Mississippi State. Okay, we had this debate on the board. Of course, Bleetable.com, only com only nine ninety-five a month. Come on over there and join us. So you talk about the, the talent levels uh, of different programs. I think when you look at it on paper, you would say Mississippi State, NC State, Probably pretty equal from a talent perspective. Fair? Yeah, I would say. I went and looked back at the recruiting rankings going all the way back to 2014. NC State has signed one top 30 class since 2014. Top 30 nationally. Mm-hmm. This and, is, wait, t- before you go, the, the beautiful thing about this, out of high school, yeah. they should all be – I mean, it
3: doesn't matter what you – you're ranked what you rank. Yeah. You know, like there's no – You don't get upgraded. No, because you, you played in a good. 5A school yeah. or a 4A school. You, I mean, you just – you're. One through five star.
2: And listen, you could have been; they could have been a miss. You could have been a three star, and you got to college in right, your right, five. Right. Um, Mississippi State has had six top thirty classes in that same time frame, so I think when you look at the matchup on paper, I think Mississippi State's the better football team. Uh, here's newsflash: football game's not played on paper. Right. Uh, you look at the start the North Carolina State's off to. 3-1 uh, and one overall, obviously coming off the big win over Clemson. The quarterback, Leary. Right, what, what is the deal with Clemson? Uh, they suck.
3: Yeah, is it ukulele at quarterback? Is yeah, he the ukulele. one that's bad? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, DJ. He's just not good.
2: Got a sweet NIL, do. Hey, right,
3: they're missing T-Law. Old Dabo's missing T-Law.
2: Missing Trevor and Deshaun. <laughs> Had a little easier what? two NFL quarterbacks. The
3: one we do not speak of. Yes, fair.
2: Uh, Leary off to a good start for NC State at quarterback, completing 69% of his throws. Uh, 10 touchdowns, 2 interceptions. We mentioned Knight and Pearson. Uh, Knight has 377 yards, 2 touchdowns. Pearson has 256. Uh, As Rob McLamb mentioned, it'll be more of a two-headed attack. Uh, Interestingly enough, Beck, the kicker's only 3 of 7. All right, we got him there. Baby
3: Barnes don't miss except that one time.
2: All right, bring it to a field goal. Not a whole lot of sacks on defense, only 4 sacks. Uh, They'll play a 3-4 scheme. Uh, They've only got, let me see right here real quick, they got five interceptions defensively, also have no fumble recovery. So five turnovers in four games. Louisiana Tech's got to protect the football. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I I would just love to see, I mean, if we get beat because they got
3: more talent, which I think they do, and they execute better than we do, I just don't want to get beat because we have a ton of penalties or we have stupid turnovers. don't, don't give me four,
2: don't give me 42 to 10, either. Yeah, don't give me that. Like, uh, Tech fans, we want to compete. That's
3: right. Compete on We're, the field, in the classroom, and somewhere else. I can't remember the third one. As individuals or something in life. Yeah.
2: Skip yeah. Holtz likes to say compete. That's why I had to use that word. Skip likes to say it. Yeah. You know where he gets it? From the top. To the top! Dr. Wood likes to compete. Let's go ahead and take our final time out of the evening. We come back. We'll put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7.
11: Oh, courtesy,
12: a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the courtesy automotive family of Ruston. You'll find eight of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Cadillac, Buick, GMC, on the South Service Road exit eighty-six chrysler jeep dodge and ram on the north service road exit 86 both sides of i-20 two pre-owned lots qualified service department you can rely on shop 24 7 online at buycourtesy.com the courtesy automotive family in ruston
1: walpole tire and service loves supporting la tech football and if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs they want you to get there safely Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name-brand tires in the area to expert ASE-certified service, including brakes, tires, and front-end repairs, your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com.
4: Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC.
9: North Louisiana weather. For tonight, we do have some thunderstorms and rain showers look like they're going to be in the area. Lows will be 69. Wednesday, we're going to have lots of rain showers along with some thunderstorms in the afternoon. Highs will be 82 with our overnight low 67 with some more thunderstorms coming on in late Wednesday night. Thursday, another chance of some showers and thunderstorms throughout the day. Highs will be 82 with our overnight low 67 with more thunderstorms going to be hanging out with us on Thursday night. Friday, as we kick off a brand new month and our weekend as well, we're going to have more thunderstorms in the area. Highs be 83. I'm Tori Hart on Sports Talk 97.7.
0: You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762.
2: Final segment of the show as we wrap it up on a Tuesday night. B.C. Beck Haines' John Tabor get us on the Hotline or text line, number 888-993-7762. Got a few minutes before we get out of here. Hey, send us your score prediction for Saturday. We'd love to see it. I mean, it's just tough not knowing the quarterback. Can you give two? You know? Yeah. You could. Possibly. Possibly. Next week, Beck, we've got old bye week on the horizon. How about that? Got to love the old bye Might uh. I talk with Eric Conkle next week.
12: Oh, talk a little basketball.
2: Talk a little hoops. Maybe get Lane Burrows on. Talk a little fall baseball. About that time. About that time. Hey, I went to the baseball scrimmage Friday afternoon. Uh, Eric Wood mentioned it. Uh, tons of fans in the stands. Hey,
3: baseball season like it is still talked about
2: a lot. It is still talked about. Like we get a thread going on baseball and bleed tech blue, and I kid you not, it'll get a eighty-five comments. Like three thousand. You views. you you know what I was thinking about the other day, like
3: how, how big of a deal this season was. Like I think it's a big reason why a lot of those guys are. I mean, you, maybe you can tell me I'm wrong. A lot of those guys are coming back because it was such a big year.
2: Oh yeah, no doubt. You want to relive it again?
3: Yeah, oh, which no is doubt. tough. I mean, I don't know. How you can. Be, I mean, you can beat it by going further. But as far as like some of the electric games we played, I mean, <laughs> tough to relive. Those. Tough to relive that Saturday we
2: beat Southern Miss. All right. should twice? we bring, should we bring Dickerson in as our closure? Oh. Should we get Dusty Dickerson on the radio show? There's a few people in Rustin whose heads would explode. I'll tell you that. There's a few people in Rustin that probably might want to try to make his head explode.
3: Speaking of explode, did you win this week in fantasy?
2: Uh, got exploded, actually. Oh, one in
3: 15, Taves, in his last 16 games. Uh, Ch- uh, a good friend of the program, Mr. Patterson, asked me on the personal text line. He said, can you tell me again what Ben's fantasy punishment this year is going to be? And I think... Chases onto on to something by just naming it Ben's
2: Punishment instead of our league punishment. Got to be honest with you for a sec. Going to have to eat a lot of hot dogs, possibly. Uh. But favored to win this next week. <laughs> 61% to 39%. Lose. I got another dub, by the way. I'm 2-1. One, one yard uh,
3: away from being 3-0.
2: Oh, good to hear. One
3: yard. Don't
2: really give a you-know-what. Good to hear, though. Like, good night. Like, tapes, can... Can Allen Robinson get a quarterback in Chicago? For Lord's sake! Hey,
3: Matt Nagy is uh got an uphill
13: battle here, my friends. Can Claude? Uh, Matt Nagy is the uphill battle. Yeah. Yes,
3: he's. Something... I know, but he's been exposed. Can Claude Edwards alaire quit you, putting the ball you, on the turf? You know who stock went better, up? He looked better this week. No, past he did. Week. He looked better. Hey, you know who stock went up this week? Is Mitchell Trubisky? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it did. Everybody's like, wait, wait, wait. Yes. Maybe he wasn't did, the problem. Did it, did it really? <laughs> oh, it did. Taves, yeah. it did. did Taves did it, did it really? Ben went and picked him up on fantasy.
13: <laughs> Who, where's he at now? I, do you know the answer? Is to he that? on a roster? Back
2: up in Buffalo.
3: In Buffalo. Yeah. What a QB room.
13: Big night for
2: Legatron the other night. My boy Zerline dropped a three burger. Oh, gotta love it. Hey, that, that, that week Tyler I, Lockett picked seven burger. Yeah, no wonder I lost. Whole team was terrible. Taves, that
3: week I lost by one yard. My kicker scored zero points. <laughs>
13: <laughs> All right, at, at least you two didn't lose because your opponent's defensive player got a fumble recovery. Oh. Well, that's y'all's fault On for Monday having night. a defensive player. On Monday player. night. That's
3: that's y'all's yeah, the, fault. Yeah, the, the
13: Garoppolo fumble. Yeah. old boy, who recovered it.
3: And got you the win? Or got in the win? No, it got me the loss.
13: That's hilarious. Hey. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's hey. an
2: all-time bad beat. I'm a huge Jags fan. Y'all know that. Yeah. I mean, got a couple of jerseys and stuff. But who uh, oh,
13: might have to sit, DJ. He's uh, the only one left in my lineup. My long pool. Not going to lie, I
2: went with the Cardinals defense this week. So Trevor might go with the Bengals next week.
13: <laughs> I just wish I would have picked up Miles Garrett off the wire. Oh, he went off. How many I no, I'm going to stick with Darwin James. How many sacks yeah, did Miles get? Five. five. <laughs> Scored 30 points. <laughs> Derwin, 3.5. <laughs>
3: How many points you get for a sack on a defensive player?
13: Ah, what do we get? I think we get f- four points that's Pretty a sack. Solid. Maybe that's pretty good. three or four. One. Of I, them. Would the hated, I would hate that. I I don't know. Players. I can't even barely name a defensive. We play two two defensive players. Doesn't matter the position. What so. I could
3: get on board with is a two quarterback league. Have you ever done that?
13: I have not, but I'm kind of with you. I'd, I'd give it a. What is the weird thing
2: your your dad's league is doing this year? My dad's league. Like, Listen to this. So. Been playing for fifteen years. They decide that they don't need to do matchups anymore. Oh,
13: that's right. That's right. It's
2: just like if you're one of the five sc- highest scorers of the week, you get to win.
13: What kind of a best ball sort of? Yeah, yeah, but stupid. like stupid. It's so dumb. But you still set your lineup every week. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, you're
3: still trying. You're just to, playing
2: yourself, basically. I mean,
3: you're still rooting for your players because you want them to score. But you're not playing anybody. You're not playing anybody, which means no trash time. So is it a like a season a cumulative?
2: It's just like a bunch of old it's like, men. So week to week, it's top five. It's just like a bunch of old men that love participation trophies is yeah, what it down Yeah, it's a to. soft generation. They always talk about it being the younger people. That generation, like, it's soft. Which, to your dad's credit, he hates it. Yeah, he can't stand it. Hates it. All right, here we go. It's time to make the picks, boys. All right, I'm going to give you a little leeway.
3: What What's the point of making the picks if we don't even address the picks from last week? I guess that should be my job.
2: Yeah, it should be. I don't remember, remember the last picks from last week. We were it was I said forty eight thirty five.
3: Yeah, and I, and Taves said mine. He said like Cut us a break. We yeah. thought Austin Kendall was playing. Yeah.
2: So I'm gonna give you some leeway. You get an Austin Kendall pick. Okay. Or a non Austin Kendall pick.
3: Oh, I'm Fair wishful enough. thinking. Going I'm going Kendall's gonna be there.
2: North Carolina State, nineteen and a half point favorite, over or under set at fifty
13: five. Taves. Let's hear it. Oh, I'm usually the optimist. I'm not this week. Hmm. Thirty-eight to thirteen, NC State. Oof, that's a good pick. Babe. I'm just. Uh, no, I agree.
3: That's a good pick. That that that
13: pick would change if I knew Austin was playing, but I'm I'm erring on the side that he's not. Here's a okay.
3: deal: I'm taking a point away or a couple points away from Tech, even if Austin does play, because just a whole week of not being in. In Practice might be a big Cheeto Puff guy, might be. Maybe he's a gamer, doesn't even need practice, just an absolute gamer.
2: Uh, maybe he went back to Dallas to sell pharmaceuticals for the week. Yeah. Who knows?
3: Yeah, I like Taves' 38. Um, I should me and Taves are gonna write this down separately. We're always pretty pretty close. I'm gonna go, y'all are so this tough. is probably probably my prediction last week. I'm gonna go 42
2: 17. Loss, yes, okay. Um, I'm gonna say Austin good. Kendall plays, right. Um, I'm going to go with North Carolina State thirty one tech twenty. Thirty 31-20. A little closer okay, than the so edge. You, I think listen, here's why I say that and I'm taking the under. I think I think North Carolina State's gonna start slow. Are you
3: taking the under by point five points?
2: Uh the over under is fifty five. So oh, okay. that'd be fifty one point five. I think I think that North Carolina State will start slow after that. Bang up win last week against Clemson. I think they'll be a little sore, maybe.
3: So you're saying there's going to be a chance early, and then we'll just lose it at the end. I don't know what would make you. Ah! I don't know what would make you say that. Ben, I'm just let, shocked.
2: Let's let's ben, don't go down there, dude. I can't you handle. Just, it. You just exposed yourself. Real quick, before we get out of here, will the people quit banging on UTSA BC? Listen to their fans. They're going to the AAC. It must be their stellar baseball program. Oh wait, they suck at baseball. Must be their stellar basketball program. Oh wait, they suck at basketball. <laughs> Could it be football, where they've had two winning years out of fifteen? Will the people? That was a perfect parting shot because you nailed. my I think exact that's Ben's burner burner account right there. Might it be sounded just like you. Might be so. Been a fun show tonight. I want to thank. Louisiana Tech Athletics Director Eric Wood for joining us. Also, Rob McLam with Inside Pack Sports. So, for our producer, John Tabor, for Beck Haynes, I'm BC. We'll be back, same time, same place. Next week, we'll see you.
0: Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7, brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host, Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7.
8: First pitcher, ended the season with an ERA of 120 in 82 innings, had 137 strikeouts, a whip of .692, and opponent's batting average is 133. Great numbers, right? Yeah, absolutely. The second pitcher, ERA of 108 in 92 innings, 146 strikeouts, a whip of .55, and opponents were batting 129 against him. Who is the second pitcher?
11: The second, the first pitcher is Babe Ruth, and the second is Otani.
8: No, <laughs>
11: <laughs> even I knew that was wrong.
8: The, the second pitcher, yeah,
11: is he active
8: yes. this year? Yes. Oh
11: wow. Uh, uh.
8: You haven't talked about him for a while.
13: It's not DeGrom. It. it
8: is Jacob DeGrom. Is DeGrom? it? Yeah. He yeah. Be, he's been hurt. Okay. And and the reason why who's I bring that up, the first, the first one, one? was the Sandy C- Copa? C- The first one was Eric Gagne's Cy Young year in oh, wow. 2003. Okay. so
11: he that
9: got
6: the, the Cy Young with 82 innings pitched. Yeah. Yeah, he was lights out. He, like he had but 55 still, saves. That. No, he, had, he was lights out. Yeah. He he was, so was,
8: I ask you I this. Would you be inclined to give Jacob DeGrom the NL Cy Young with those numbers?
6: No, no. 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 he didn't. First he of all, he's only enough. available half the season. Yeah. yeah.
5: Secondly, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to push back on Gagne. I know it's a, it's a moot point at this but point. But he's a closer, Chris. I don't, he's different, I, though. That's His like job. giving a freaking
6: six-man the MVP. Nah, a closer is There's a reason different. you a closer. Because you can't start. <laughs> You're not good enough. To, I'm serious.